everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play Podcast. It's episode 18. Uh, there's only three of us here today, but it's me, myself, Tyler, uh, Brendy, and Bobby. Say hello, guys. Uh, hello, guys. I just want to say, damn, you had a lot of energy there. You're like, uh, you know, hello. I'm, fi- I'm feeling good today, you know? Yeah, we just we well, just had a really good session of NHL. Uh, let's not let's not forget that. I'm a little spun. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, pucks, I'm a little spun. I mean, you, you know pucks how were I was definitely in that deep. game. Yeah, we got a lot of pucks in deep. I think we had a really good. Uh, I think we had a really good uh, <laughs> run there. Yeah. Personally, um, I mean, that's just me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just gotta get the pucks in deep. Yeah, gotta get the pucks in deep. That's all. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna start off uh, not on the same foot as we usually do. Uh, we usually either do Zach's thought of the week if he's here, or we'll get a quick fix. But today we're gonna start off with uh, one of the bigger topics of the week. Um, we're gonna recap the AFC and NFC Championship game uh, games, and there's a lot to talk about um, with these games. We'll start off with the um, we'll start off with probably the, the most controversial game: the uh, the Rams versus the Saints. Um, uh, you know, if you, I'm sure. You know, you watch the game, you've seen it, and everybody's talking about it, but you're going to hear our take on it because uh, it, it's it's just terrible. Either way, here we go. Rams go into go into the Superdome. Super, yeah, the Superdome. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> no, they go, not the Superdome. Oh, yeah, the Superdome is where they're going to play, though. For no, they're not. The, 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 where, where do the Saints play? It's the Superdome, right? They've already played the Saints, though. <laughs> That's what, oh, that's what I said. I said they went into. Oh the no, I, no, no! I thought you said that's where see, they were going. I was see, like, no, bud. <laughs> see, this is why we can't have nice things, okay? This is why we need to plan more. We suck at this. Yeah, we do. Um, no, so I just misheard. You don't need to. Oh plan my God, on... Brandy! Brandy! <laughs> I'm gonna Brandy, give you listen. five seconds. Don't need to plan on mishearing. <laughs> um, yeah, but they go in and play the Saints. Uh, last time they played, it was a shootout. Um, this game. A lot more tame. Uh, the Saints got out to a 13 nothing lead after the first quarter. Uh, answered back by the Rams, who come back and make a 13-10 by halftime. Uh, Jared Goff was definitely struggling um, in that first uh, in that first half. Um, I, I think up to up till about the end of the at, at the end of the uh, first half, Johnny Hecker, their punter, actually had the longest completed pass. Um, on the team at that point, he was really struggling. Uh, but you know, Goff came back and had a pretty decent game. Um, so yeah, uh, we get we go to the third quarter. Um, the I'm sorry, we go to the fourth quarter. The Rams are down by three, uh, and then that's when all hell broke loose. Um, we have the uh, there. You know, I will say one thing about. The, these games this weekend. I don't know if the rest were doing the bird box challenge or what, but <laughs> um, there was a lot of controversy, and I guess we'll just get right to it. Um, kind of, kind of the uh, maybe the biggest, uh, you know, non-call in sports history um, on this play. Uh, about a minute, uh, about two minutes left in the game. The Saints are down uh, in the Rams territory in the red zone. Um, it's third down, uh, after, and I know Brendy's going to bring this up, so I'll bring it up now. They, they had a first down on like the 10 yard line. They didn't run it. Uh, and it was an incomplete pass. Uh, so it's, you know, second down, uh, then, you know, they get to third down and on third down, Drew Brees drops back, passes it to, I don't even know who that was. I think that was, um, uh, let's, 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 let's clarify, let's clarify something real quick though, before we, Talk about this. 
The three of us sat here for about 10, 15 minutes watching this playback recently in slow motion and everything as if we were like with CBS. No, no, no. That was the overtime thing you're talking about. What's, what's, um, who was he? Wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought that was the third quarter one. My bad. Yeah. So, you know, he drops back. Uh, the I'm forgetting the the receiver's name, but either way, uh, Mikhail Roby Coleman comes over and smacks him uh, way before the ball uh, gets to him. Um, I watching it right away on the TV. I was like, yeah, that's a penalty, easy. Uh, no flags come out. Um, uh, you know, Sean Payton is incensed, uh, which I don't blame him for. Uh, and that's kind of been the talk of this, this uh, you know, whole thing. The, everybody's saying the Saints got robbed. Uh, they end up kicking the field goal. Uh, the Rams come back, kick the field goal, goes to overtime. Um, but I guess before we get to the overtime, uh, what uh, is, in your opinion, I mean, where does this rank on, one, like, the worst non-call, in your one, opinion? One. He's um, number top spot. In, in terms of NFL or, like, Sports. Sports. Uh, I I mean I I have to I have to think about all the sports one, but I would definitely say like pro at like top three NFL history missed calls for sure. Yeah, I mean there's 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 missed calls, which is one thing, but and then there's that. I mean this the, <laughs> not only was it the most blatant pass interference call of all time, but you know this is in my opinion it decided the game. Now I know it went to overtime and Brundy has his opinion on that, but. Uh, you know, they, they get that P.I. call. It's first down. Uh, the Rams had one timeout left. I think it was uh, after the two-minute warning, uh, so they didn't have that to stop the clock. Uh, they bleed the clock down, kick the field goal or the touchdown, whatever they want, and then the Rams are fighting an uphill battle. Um, you know, uh, instead they give them about a minute 30 on the clock to do what they did uh, to tie the game. Um, you know, interesting, you know, after the game, uh, obviously a lot was uh, made of this. You have Sean Payton saying he got off the phone with the league office and uh, the league basically saying, yeah, um, the refs there screwed up, um, which, I mean, that's just a slap in the face if you're Sean Payton, I feel like. Um, you know, I know uh, Mark Ingram was very upset, Michael Thomas. I mean, I'm sure the whole team, you know, Drew I just Brees. Saw, I just saw Thomas uh, tweet uh, a few hours ago saying, hey, Roger, pick up the phone. Yeah, uh, I, I see that too. <laughs> still pissed and i, I mean, do not blame him and i will you know drew Brees uh is probably one of the most calm individuals uh on the field and and off the field and was very respectful about it he's like look i mean it's a missed call and you know we but we didn't win the game and it's unfortunate but yeah i mean everybody's very upset about it um you know i, I and watching the video back it's even you know the more frustrating thing is um there's literally two refs within 10 feet of that play. Two of them that missed that call. It's 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 insane. Um, and then you know, uh, Roby Coleman, who was the guy who should have got the PI call, came out and was like, "Yeah, you know, I thought I had it. I thought I got it, but the ref was like, no, incomplete." And he's like, "All right, sick. Like that's how it was." Even he thought. I mean, the whole stadium thought that was a penalty. I how so? Except did any the of the refs? Did any of the refs come out and say like what they saw at the time? So, I mean, they they said they blew it, but did anybody come out and explain? Because that I have not seen yet. No, so I don't know if if he just most misspoke or something. But Roby Coleman in his interview said that the ref 
had said something like the ball got tipped or something, but that's obviously not the case because the ball was. N- n- I, I, I Where? Watched it, yeah, I watched it back afterwards, and there was not even a clue of it being tipped. So I don't know if he maybe misspoke in the interview or something, but, um, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate. Um, because you know, I, I I'll say this: I didn't care who won the game. I I was just looking for a good game. But after that happened, I really want the Saints to win because I hate teams losing on things they can't control or stuff by the refs. Uh, and and that's what happened here. And it's really unfortunate. Um, you know, the 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 Saints in their history have only been the one Super Bowl, which they won. Uh, and a lot and, and you know, Drew Brees was on that team, but. I don't even know if any of these other guys were even on the team at that time, and you know it would be their first Super Bowl. It's, 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 it's honestly like it's a it was a life changing call, uh, and, and I know it's you know you're fighting for a Super Bowl, but you know the bonuses you get and stuff like that, like it's a life changing call, and, and you know if it was a if it was a, a play where it was maybe not as obvious or whatever, you know whatever, but but this was the most blatant call of all time, in my I, opinion. It, it's it's funny because you mentioned the bonuses, but just even like the you know people have trained their you know these guys have trained most yeah. of their lives for this like, and they're that yeah. close and they get screwed over by that call. And we can argue and like you said you know you know we mentioned Brandy and his opinions on what actually blew the game, but you, you can't argue that you know it um it just it messed a lot of things up. I mean if that was a call to first down and most likely a touchdown. I mean now I'll, I'll uh, say this as well that was know. not. That was not the only missed call in this game. There was no. a lot of missed calls in this game. Th- and this when we get to it, when we get to it, the AFC was no better. Yeah, there was just yeah. bad officiating um, all around. I I know uh, there was a face mask on Brandon Cooks that would have got him a touchdown at some point in the game. I think they ended up scoring it anyway, but still. Um, there was another PI call that should have been called on Roby Coleman. They didn't call. Um, you know, it, there's, it was a lot of bad officiating. Um, you know, I thought, um, it, it's weird because, you know, you watch these games and it seems like more and more there's like flags on the field every play. In this game, I actually thought there wasn't enough. There, you know, there, there just wasn't enough calls for me when there should have been a very poorly officiated game. Um, and like I said, it's unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, that's when uh, we had the overtime. Uh, the Saints get the ball. Um, so, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, Drew Brees is not going to be happy about him being in overtime right now. He's going to drive down the field. Um, and uh, on I think it was a second and 16, uh, Drew Brees drops back. Um, I don't know who the – I think it was – I want to say – do you guys remember what number it was who got them? I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. Cause I, I can't remember. I just remember he got – the def- the offensive line we just got beat on a sick Traquan spin Smith. Move. There you go. So, um, yeah. So I mean, he he drops back. It gets hit. Uh, the ball flutters up in the air, and uh, the defensive back for the Rams uh, catches it, uh, picks it off, and then uh, you know, we we this is what we're talking about. We we looked at it for a long time because we were thinking maybe it got tipped. Uh, what we kind of decided as a group was, uh, you know, Michael Thomas was the receiver that was closest to it when the ball fell, but he was not the receiver it was going to. Um, it was going to the guy behind him, um, and, you know, Breeze just got hit as he threw it. And it's mm-hmm. it's bad for the Saints because if he got it to him, he might have been gone. The site, um, the site for that is uh, just look at the ball height is, is what I pointed to the most. 
because I mean, so yeah, Michael Thomas is standing next to the defensive uh, back who ended up uh, getting the interception, but the ball going that high, if it wasn't hit, would not. It would have went way over Michael Thomas's head. And Traquan Smith actually had an open area uh, in the back. He had his defender beat. I guess on a slant route somewhere up there. Uh, I don't know. To me, to wait, to me, that looks like it was going to Smith. No doubt about it. No question. And then it was just a good defensive play by one of the DLs. And it just, just, it was just great play. You can't really argue with a great play. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, that, like Brandy said, that spin move was sick. Um, and, you know, to get to it. But, um, yeah, you know, my whole thing is it shouldn't have gotten to that point. And I know I'm not even a Saints fan. I'm, I, I, you know what? I feel very bad for Saints fans because last year you have the Minnesota Miracle. In the last seconds of the game, where they Losing lose, the Case Keenum. Yes, it's a fucking Case Keenum. Yes, and then this, the, the next year, that that's that sucks. Um, yeah, it, it it was it's pretty unfortunate, but um, yeah, John Johnson was the uh, the guy that got the pick, um, and yeah, it, it's like I said, it's unfortunate. Um, but the next play, Jared Goff makes a very nice throw to Tyler Higby. They get the first down. Uh, eventually, it comes down to uh, I don't know. It was a fifth. I think it was a 57 or 59 something like that yard field goal from uh, Legatron, uh, and that kick could have been good from probably 67. It had a lot on it. <laughs> uh, they win the game, and, and it was uh, a terrible snap, by the way. Yeah, Johnny Hecker did a very good job of uh, well doing his job <laughs> and uh, getting that down. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it's like I said. I mean, the talk of the game afterwards was, of course, the uh, the controversial call, and I don't blame anybody. Um, like I said, it's it's a tough one, um, you know. But talking about other things from this game, um, interesting. Uh, what's going on with Todd Gurley? Um, is he hurt? Uh, what's going on? Um, only got four touches, the four carries this game, uh, for 10 yards. And he was, uh, he had two drop passes, one that got picked off by the saints, um, on a deflection, uh, and CJ Anderson, I mean, he didn't have a great game, but he got majority of the touches, 16 carries for 44 yards. Um, you know, a lot of people are respect, you know, he was on the sideline doing, doing, um, like kind of stretchers and stuff like that. So it'll be, we'll have to monitor that. Um, but yeah, Brandon Cook's having a good game, 107 yards. And then on the other side, uh, someone, someone's saying, uh, um, they're paying <coughs> X million dollars to tra- uh, train for the tour de France. Yeah. Cause he was on the bike all day. Yesterday. Yeah. He was on the bike. Um, but but yeah, one thing I will say, just on the Saints side, I know this is kind of random, but Alvin Kamara might be the most dynamic running back in the NFL. Um, he was as a, as a receiving back, I should say, because he was literally um, he led the team in receptions by a landslide yesterday. He had 11 receptions. The next closest guy was Michael Thomas at four. Um, they had him coming out of the backfield. Um, I know the the Rams must have just been getting sick of it because then they started doubling him. Uh, but yeah, I mean Alvin Kamara is very a very good uh, player, and that was a nice pick out of Tennessee, Brendy's uh, college there. So um, yeah, like oh, yeah. I said, very unfortunate. But uh, Rams do move on to the Super Bowl, um, and 
and we'll play the winner of the AFC game. It was the Chiefs versus the Patriots. Uh, two games that went into overtime uh, in in the championship games has never happened before. This game also goes into overtime, and uh, the Patriots uh, end up winning it. Um, it's there's there's something that I can't even fathom, uh, and this is you know me and Bobby being Bronc, me being a Broncos fan, Bobby being a Pats fan, it's kind of insane. The last six, well, including the one that's going to happen, the last six Super Bowls will be the AFC representative will either be the Broncos or the Patriots. The last six years, the last AFC team to make the Super Bowl. That was not the Broncos or the Patriots. Were the Ravens when they played the 49ers in Super Bowl, uh, the and the Super Bowl in 2013. God, I remember that Super Bowl. And how much things have changed from the 49ers and the yeah, Ravens' that, perspective? That, Dear I God, I mean that's what I'm saying. The, the, it's been the AFC has been run by the Broncos and Don't the Patriots. Don't remind me, by the way. Um, it, it, the, I mean playoff wise, I should say the the playoffs have been run by the Broncos and the Patriots. Um, the third straight year for the Patriots. Uh. You know, Tom Brady. Uh, let me ask you this question, <clears throat> and I know this is going to be funny coming from me because with the conversation we had, uh, or the point, the, I think it was the the um, hot take game we played, and I was talking about Aaron Rodgers and stuff um, with Tom Brady. But is Tom Brady the the most dominant athlete of all time, like sports wise, like? T- like um, he, team wise, like he he's, I think he is. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think I definitely yeah. like NFL. No doubt. I, I would. I would say no doubt in the NFL. But in sports or like at least North American sports, I doubt it. I okay. My I'm I'm actually gonna say no to this, just because who's the next name after Tom Brady as to what the Patriots success comes from? Who's the next? I person? mean Bill. But right, but. Okay, so if we're talking about across all sports, and the NFL probably, if we're talking about across all sports, can you honestly name all of LeBron's coaches? Yeah, no. Or I, Michael Jordan's? I, look, I'm saying as a, and I'm not obviously I say, I say athlete, <laughs> but like you know, I'm not talking about. I, I'm talking about his accomplishments. I mean, eight straight mm. AFC championship games. Are you serious? Yeah, okay, it, but it, that, it that's, that's that's not being a good athlete though. That's that's being good at your sport. Well, that, but that's do, what, do they that, not that, go hand in hand? That's what I mean. I, they, I'm talking. It's not. I, it's not entirely. It doesn't make you a good athlete. It just makes you good. A good athlete at the sport. I mean, I you know, I I think they kind of go hand in hand. And yeah, you can be a good athlete, but not necessarily good at your sport. But when you typically when you're talking about somebody who's good in their sport, you call him a good athlete. I don't. What I'm, basically know. what I'm trying to say is he's. I think he's the most dyna- di- like dominant, um, figure in his in sports. In my opinion. Like mm. if you're talking about success wise, that's uh, that's a tough question. I mean, even even for me, that's hard to answer. I mean, okay. I have I have a bias, obviously. I mean, I'm, it's I, I've said I, this over I, and over again. I mean, Tom Brady is one of those quarterbacks who you can put a ten year old out in the middle of the field and he'll still get the ball to him somehow. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. I mean, so there's that, but I I, I mean, so it, it wasn't just him who sing who uh, carried yeah. the Patriots to their success, which is the only asterisk. When it comes to his resume, yeah, no, but his resume is ridiculous. Eight straight, eight straight. So, yeah. so careers I don't even say, last that long. Sometimes, I, I will say, um, in terms of accomplishments and success, like he, he's probably the best athlete in or in terms of that. 
but in yeah, terms of overall, in, in terms of overall like athleticism, like you know, probably not. Oh no, for sure. I'm talking about just being dominant in in what he okay. does. I I thought I thought you were I thought you're specifically referring to like overall, you know. No. Like no, like no. I wouldn't consider him the best athlete in a broad sense, but I consider him like maybe in you know like I said in success terms. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm talking. About. Now it's funny you say about Tom Brady hitting a ten year old because well wow that sounded wrong. Uh, <laughs> Excuse um, me. Um, you know, Can you, you want to say it again? Hitting a ten year old for a pass right over the middle because. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Julian Edelman is, uh, is, you know, he's on my he's a good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but you know, the the Patriots don't have a, a Michael Thomas, a, a Tyreek Hill, a DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Odell Beckham, those guys. Um, you know, they have Josh Gordon, but obviously he's done for the year with you know what he's going through. Um, you know, obviously I have Rob Gronkowski, but um, you know, it's it just he. Look at these names they have out here. You got, you know, Chris Ho- like I know Chris Hogan's a good player, but you know he's kind of come out of nowhere. Like Philip Dorsett, Rex Burkhead, Cordell Cordero Patterson. Do they succeed anywhere other than New England? I don't it's, think so. It's the it's the system, dude. I mean, it's, oh oh, it's oh no, no 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 I, I, no, and I, I know, and I'll, I'll say this too. As good as Tom Brady is, I I, I think you know. Bill Belichick is is far and away, not even close, uh, the best coach uh, in sports in, in all time. Like I, I don't even think it's close. Oh, I mean, no, it's not I mean, close. It, it's just not. No, it is. <laughs> no, it, no, it is close. I, I, Who, who's, who's the second name then, Brendy? Pop. Yeah. Pop does not have the success that Bill Belichick does, and Bill Belichick is okay. Is the the best systematic coach out there? It, you can't change my mind. Well, no, I no, I would still, I would, I you would have still a bias. have, I would still have Bill number one. I I agree, I would have Bill one. But I'm oh. saying, I'm saying, I'm saying it's not as far as you think. Uh, I don't know. Man, I, I mean, no, no, Bill, if you're 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 comparing apples to oranges, man. I I, I mean that is okay, true. Well, well, I'm comparing apple and oranges, but he brings up all of sports, so I have to. Hmm. I I just feel like the the game plan that he can get out. Look. <laughs> I I mean, I, I I might be in the minority here, but I don't think for the team that he has had over the years, and yes, he has Tom Brady, which changes everything. But for the team that he's had over his all the success he's had, they're not championship teams. The, the, the talent-wise, they're not championship teams. He gets the best out of his players. Um, right. Like like I said, dude, Rex Burkhead was the third running back on the fucking Cincinnati Bengals. Cordero Patterson was a draft bust. Philip Dorsett, like, come on, <laughs> look at these guys. Like, James, like they're even their fullback, James Devlin. Like he's getting t- like it, it's it's. Uh, he's just he's unbelievable. But I wish you, what, I had a coach like that. What's even funnier to me is that um, it, you know so. If you're if you're looking at on paper who the Patriots' best offensive uh, receiver is, it's Gronk. On paper, yeah. on paper, what has I, he become this entire season? Yeah, he's uh, an offensive I, lineman. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be, uh, I I think a lot of I think you know Gronk was talking about retiring last year and yeah, and, and stuff and like that and, and this year. And and to be honest, I think it might happen. Um, just because he's he me. he looks he looks banged up. Um, you know, right, he and he's already like, he's already made his money. 
Yeah. So. Um, and I, I just think, you know, maybe that's slowing him down. But, you know, one other guy I want to kind of shout out here. Sony Michelle, what a rookie year he's had. Um, had 113 yards and two TD, two TDs yesterday. I mean, he did have 29 carries, so, you know, that helps a little bit. But, um, but yeah, uh, so, you know, that's the New England side. And then as for the Chiefs, um, man, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be a hell of a player uh, for the coming years. Um, get, get ready for the $200 million contract. Don't, yeah. don't blink. It's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he had, he had two, uh, 295 yards and uh, three touchdowns yesterday. Um, and, uh, he's just, he's a dynamic player. Um, he really is. Uh, now, you know, the, the talking about Bill Belichick again, the Patriots do a good job. They do this every single time they play every single time they take out the best wide receiver for the other team. They, they neutralize them. They double them. They'll do doubles during the game. All that. What do you see? Tyreek Hill uh, far and away. I mean, you know, if you're talking receiver, I know they have Travis Kelsey, but uh, as for receivers, Tyreek Hill is their best wide receiver. Uh, what did he do yesterday? He had one catch for 42 yards. Um, it's just the Patriots' way. They they do not let you, the best players on the other team beat them, and it's it's worked. It's worked for forever. It, it, it's just I just can't get over it, man. So can I can I ask one question? This is something that uh, Twitter has been very bothered about during that entire. Uh, uh, not during the game, but right before the game and all the buildup, uh, the Patriots marketing themselves as the underdogs. Well, uh, so uh, we talked about this on the last podcast. Um, it, the last time they were an, an underdog, uh, in I think it was like the AFC the the cha- a- the AFC Championship game or later. Uh, it was 2007, and that was the only yeah. other time, and it was against the Chiefs. Um, look, I mean. They can do whatever they want. They won the game, and they're the Patriots. They can literally do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't really care. Um, no, there hey, were people. Man. So many. There were so many people bothered by this. I mean, on paper though, they were. I mean, to, if, I, if we're looking at it, record is better on the Chiefs' side. Chiefs got home field. I mean, is that are all those people upset the Eagles fans that were like the underdog? bullshit last year with yeah the most of them yeah most yeah, of them exactly. were were from philly i i will say that and that's again in case you know any new listeners are here it's you know i'm from the philadelphia area as is tyler so a lot of the people that we follow on twitter and various other forms of social media are eagles fans because philly so yeah. it, you know a lot of them were, were really upset that uh the Patriots were marketing themselves as the underdog for this, you know, the bet against us and whatever. To which, I mean, it, to be fair, they were technically right. They technically were the underdog. I think they were the Vegas. I, I would have to check, but I think was, they were I the underdog was, for Vegas. I, I think the, the Chiefs were one-and-a-half-point favorite, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, so, I mean, barely. But they were the underdog. I mean, I'm not I'm not really going to defend it. Eagles were definitely the bigger underdog. But, yeah, most of the people who were mad about this, I know, were definitely uh, Eagles fans or something like that. But, yeah. a lot. I mean, but, you know, there's a – you know, there, there's there's no list long enough for the amount of people that hate Tom Brady, and, yeah, and then the Patriots. I mean, they just want to see him gone. At this point, the Twitter and, and Reddit and everything like that are just full of okay, anybody but Tom or anybody but the Patriots. So yeah, you know, look, I mean, I uh, I I will say this: I am a Broncos fan, and our, the Chiefs are probably our biggest rival. But I was rooting for them this game, and and it's does it's not really a Patriots hate per se i just want to see somebody new in the super bowl um but look you can't look past the success of tom brady and as much shit as tom brady gets he is such a like he, he really is generally gen 
genuinely holy fuck a good guy. Um, you know, they did the post game interviews and he's just very, you know, he, he like, he'll actually talk to the media and stuff like that. Um, me and me know, and my dad were talking about this today. Like everybody hates Tom Brady. Yeah. Why? Besides the fact that he's a successful, uh, he's a successful one, you know, arguably the most successful quarterback of all time. Uh, what, what else do you hate him for? Yeah. Right. I, like, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. You the know, tuck rule, those... maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, what is it? But yeah, I mean, he he gets to like I said, the third straight Super Bowl for the Patriots, kind of insane. Um, yeah. I, we'll I, we'll kind of end the pre, the uh, recap on this. Um, talking about the refs again. There was some questionable calls in this game too. Uh, the uh, one it, in, uh... the one in particular that I'll bring up now, the quote unquote roughing the passer. Um, you know, that was I bad. Know. It was terrible. Yeah, it, yeah, it was I, terrible. Well, what I was going to say is you being a Pats fan, you know, when I, when we were, you know, in the, the group chat about this, you're like, I don't even know if I can defend this. <laughs> no, I literally, <laughs> like, I literally said, Brendy almost like slipped my throat because I, he, I, I was unable to watch a lot of the, both of these games. Cause I was, uh, I was on a, on, on set, uh, for a short film, but, um, I, I did see that play. And uh, my buddy had it up on uh, his phone while we were on set, and we were watching, and we saw that play. And I was checking my Discord on my phone, and of course Tyler and Brendan and and, and Zach were like, uh, "Okay, that's roughing the passer." And I'm just there like that was rough. And Brendy thought I was saying like, "I was oh, no, agreeing that was with Zach. that call." That, or that was Zach. Zach. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Zach. He was thinking I was saying I was agreeing with that call, which no, I am not agreeing with that. That was that's a, a football play. That's football movement that's not roughing the passer that's him tapping him on the shoulder to get his attention that's and, not and, <laughs> like i there is i listen to me i, I feel like and i I'm, I'm not trying to throw the whole fan base under the bus of the new england patriots i love them to death but i i'm going to be reasonable about these calls that was terrible i'm not gonna uh, you know i'll take it i'll happily take the first down but no there was no i'm not you know that, that was not a the right call whatsoever i don't know what was going on with that one either? Just the same as the PI call. I don't know what this was. So, um, yeah, I mean, and uh, you know, it's one thing if this would have happened, but literally earlier in the game, um, uh, it it was almost the same exact play, but Mahomes actually got hit in the face, and I don't even think that was that was rough in the passer, but it just it's funny how it went the other way, and it you know didn't it hit he hit him on the shoulder. Uh, it was really bad. Um, we also had the you know, this, and I'll I'll try to keep this brief. And I know you might not have seen it, but the the Julian Edelman punt return. Um, okay, yeah, did, I have. Did he, did he I, touch it? Did he not? I did see this play. I did see this play. I did so, see this play. I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Well, it didn't." He touched it. Whatever. What I am gonna say though is that that's a case where I um I said there's no way this is getting overturned because the call on the field was he touched it mm -hmm. um you know you can't tell me that they they literally reviewed this play for like 10 minutes you can't yeah, tell me you come out of that and say because they said they you know you have to have what they say is conclusive clear evidence they were breaking this you know they're on the broadcasters breaking this down you know frame by frame they have close up you can like see the hairs on his arm like and and there was nothing that that 
I could tell either way. It's just, you know, it's got to be conclusive. That is where I thought there's no way this is getting overturned, and it, and it was, which was kind of it, It's always the same old, and the, and the color commentators say this all the time, an angle we don't have. Yeah. I honestly don't believe that exists. <laughs> I yeah, really don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I feel like the NFL <laughs> kind of turned over all their video stuff. I mean, NFL films. Actually, Funny enough, in case you didn't know, a little fun fact here, a random fun fact, NFL Films is actually based about 20 minutes from where me and Tyler live in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I tried well, to get an internship well, there. Crazy. They were not happy that uh, I tried no, to I mean, apply. They, they, they do a good job there. But no, yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean... Um... It had to be something. I mean, every everything I looked at, there was there was, there was was nothing. I I don't know. So like I said, I was looking at a 12-inch you know, phone screen. So... You know, take what I say with the greatest. I, I, I didn't. So you know how when they reviewed the uh, Parky kick and they found that it was deflected. Yeah. So to me, like when you when you look at the Parky kick, right, you see the football bend back the fingers of the Eagles' uh, defensive lineman. I forget who it is. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know who it is. Yeah, I, I forget <laughs> who. It, well, I forget who it is. We're not good with names around here. Um. <laughs> I didn't see that happen with Edelman. Like that's the thing. Like I, well, I don't know. That that's, that's my, what I was looking for every time they were replaying. But I didn't see that. My first thought. Look, I'll, and I'll say this: I didn't see him touch it, but I didn't see him not touch it. So like, I don't really right. know. Like, but um, you know, he. What I first seen was a. I I seen the ball. It, it spun different, or it looked like it did. Um, and that's what I kind of thought, uh, you know, I, I, I thought th- that's, that's where I was like, I think he touched it, but, um, yeah, it ended up not being, but either way, I, I thought the, uh, I thought it was tough. Um, you know, I, I, there was a couple calls in this game as well, where I thought they could have won either way. Um, either way, the Patriots, uh, go to overtime. Um, Patrick Mahomes does not touch the ball. Um, and uh, Brady drives the team down there, as he always does, uh, and gets the W. So we will uh, preview the Super Bowl uh, at the end of the show. <laughs> All right, and after a short one-day hiatus uh, because of an emergency, we are back, at, and Zach is with us today. Um, so uh, we are going to start, instead of with quick picks, we'll get to it after. We're going to start with Thought of the Week. So, Zach, go yeah, ahead. Thought of the Week, wait, made, you, made podcast. Wait, wait, All right. Wait, wait, wait. You're not even going to tell Zach to say, like, what's up, guys? No. Cause no, I'm just <laughs> coming right in with the fucking... He's not a, he's not a dickhead like you are. <laughs> All right, whatever. Go on, Zach. All right, Thought of the Week. I'm just going to get right into it. Would you rather chug a 750-milliliter bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> or drink... A 20-ounce bottle of hot sauce. Oh. Uh, so I have a yeah. quick question. How much is 750 milliliters? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, for, I, I, I'm sorry for, if that's a dumb question. But just for, just for reference, a typical beer bottle is 12. 12 milliliters? No, 12 ounces. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was reading about that. 355. So a 20-ounce so Coke, ounce Coke is 590 milliliters. Okay. So I mean, it would be a little bit more... Liquor than hot sauce, so ch- so straight just chugging the whole yeah, thing in one it. go. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Jack. I, Jack. Jack easy. Daniels or hot sauce. Jack. Easy. easy I like. Money. I like hot. I like 
hot things, though, so I think I could handle it. I could handle the hot sauce. I'd probably go with the hot sauce, to be honest, because no, I'm... nuts. Dude, I'm a lightweight. Like, I'd die. I like hot sauce, though, like, a lot. Like, so I think I could do it. I actually like, don't. I, I'm like, not the biggest fan of hot sauce. I like, like I'd that, have though. to take a massive shit afterward, <laughs> but, like, it's cool. Like, I'd do it. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> drinking that much liquor in one sitting, like, <clears throat> I feel like I'd die. <laughs> I'd throw. I'd definitely throw up just because. Like, alcohol poisoning. Not, not, like, not so much because I'm I'm yeah. drunk. More because it's just a lot of liquor at yeah. one think, time. You think 750 milliliters is enough for alcohol poisoning? <laughs> and, and oh, see, see, with, see with hot sauce, it's like okay, yeah, you like you drink the whole thing and then like you take a shit, but then it's like all right, it's over. Yeah, and your asshole's fucking on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But yeah, but with the Jack thing, it's like all right, well, it's uh, I'll be dead. <laughs> you won't be dead. You'll just, you know, you'll be in a state for sure. So I, so, so I guess it, it'll be over either way. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably still do the hot sauce. Nah, I, I feel like it'd sauce. be way less pain. I'm going Jack. If I'm um, gonna die, that's how I'm gonna do it. it right explain there. why you do the Jack over the hot sauce. Well, one, <laughs> I like Jack. Number one. Number two. I mean, I like Jack too. He's talking about chugging it, chugging it though. Yeah, yeah I know. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm aware. I'm aware of how much Shit. it is. But listen, man, if I'm going to go out, that would be one of the ways I would want to do it. Bro, you're not going to die from drinking 20 ounces of hot sauce. <laughs> no, but I might die in the bathroom. I might pull an Elvis, I'll be honest. An El- wow. What did Elvis ever do to you? I, he died on the toilet. Yeah, he died on the toilet, man. <laughs> I, I know, but you don't want to bring it up like that. Come no, on. I, but it's the truth. This is not This is not a fact. We do not endorse fake news on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, my final decision Decision definitely hot sauce. Hot sauce. Sure. See you in hell, boys. Right, See you in hell, got, boys. You got three <laughs> yeah. hot sauce and one Jack Daniels? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, well, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, I think Bobby's a little See crazy. you in hell. You'll be throwing oh, yeah. up and I'll be spraying liquid shit at you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really glad we didn't have a split decision this week. No. I mean, I, I, it should be 4-0, but whatever. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, l- listen, you guys are just not on the level that I'm at right now. I mean, my liver is just iron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on. Do you mean oh, are we? Did are you we? mean have a damaged you tissue? Have a yeah, I'm going to move on to the next life after I'm done drinking that 750, but, you know. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to move on to the quick picks. Only a few this week, pretty quick, uh, you know. No and, and shit. Quick picks are really? quick. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> news flash. Where's the breaking news sound effect? Holy I, shit. I knew that was Quick coming. picks are uh, quick. So Actually, no, they're the hour of the show. You want to shut the fuck up so I can <laughs> get to it? Like, I, like goddamn. All right. Um, this happened, I think, a week ago now, but, uh, it's pretty, uh, there's a point I want to bring up with it, because it's pretty incredible how this happened. So, uh, Predators' Ryan Johansson was suspended two games for what was called high-sticking on Mark Shifley. Uh, high-sticking is, um, a lenient way to put it. Uh, he tried to chop his neck off. Yeah, um, it was like a two-handed sword from an RPG game. Dude, like, dude, Jesus Christ, man. That's not a high stick. You're trying to fucking top, top down a tree. <laughs> um, so he gets two games for it. and Two games. It, it, that I mean, that's incredible. Like, so th- the first thing I thought of when I had this was I brought up the list of suspensions this year. Um, and to just compare this to, to other penalties and – why NHL player safety is very 
it's very corrupt. Um, there's no easy way to put it. So the the latest suspension was the high sticking from Ryan Johansson. Uh, two days before, uh, Paul Byron uh, got a three game suspension for charging, um, and I seen that, and that was not nearly as bad as this. Uh, then we have a legal check to the head, three games for David Backus, one that I know I'm a Sharks fan, but a lot of people did not agree with at all. Uh, a two-game suspension for an illegal check to the head for Eric Carlson, but the main point of contact. And the first point of contact was the shoulder. Um, and you kind of move on. You got an interference, two games. Like, the whole list is two games. Um, obviously, you have the on here as well, the Austin Watson, Austin Watson suspension, which was 33 games, got reduced to 24. I was going to say, where's the uh, the arbitrator uh, for this one? Yeah, what, what, really. what was the name? I forget the um, name that we did a report so, uh, on. Something Das. Uh, yeah, Naeem Das. Da, whatever. Naeem das, Either yeah. way. Um, I, 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 you know, it's kind of typical that you watch these, these plays now and you kind of say, all right, what is he getting? My original thought was five plus games. Easy. Like, not even, like, easy. I, I, I thought maybe, like, six, seven games for that. Because that. The, the intent looked like it was there. Now, I know we all watched the video, so, um, you know, I don't know if you guys will agree with that, but to me, it looked like the intent was there. Um, I mean, what are your guys' reactions to only two games for this? I guess we'll start off uh, with. The, uh, my initial reaction was, first of all, the, the penalty committed looked very, very intentional, like, yeah. Like almost no doubt that he did it on purpose and he was targeting his head. So, I mean, I think we can all agree the fact that it's only two games is pretty ridiculous. I mean, they need to yeah. show they need they need to show more care for player safety than that. I I think um I know I'm like interjecting right away, but I was just going to say I think like a precedent has 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 to be set. Like it's been so long now. Uh, and it's just like it's time after time after time where we're saying that's not enough, and there's just not a precedent sent. Like, somebody needs to get suspended for fucking seven, eight games, and you know, and and keep that up as consistent, you know, consistently, consistently spending uh, suspending people for the right amount of games. But um, you know, it just it does, like the, the the really what doesn't make sense to me is this, you know, the two games for Johansson, and then like I said, two days earlier the Paul Byron, which yes, it was suspendable. Don't get me wrong, but you can't tell me that you know that play was it gets him more games than a chop to the neck. Um, it, it's I, Bobby, I kind of want to go to you because you know with our history of watching NHL, like I feel like this happens every every like it's every year. And it's been like that for a while. Like, what? I, I like. I, I at this point, I'm like, what has to be done? Like, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, I wonder if it's, yeah. if it's kind of case based. I mean, um, is this is the first time offender? Uh, this, uh, holy crap! I can't talk. First time offender, right? I don't. I, don't I remember a suspension that he had. I, I believe this is first time offense. Yeah, so yes. that might be the bit of slap on the wrist. Um, I might be a little bit of the outlier. I, I definitely think it was it was you know kind of unnecessary, kind of what he did because the, what I when I watched the video, it looks like he he didn't like I don't I don't know it didn't like he didn't turn around, put two hands high on his stick, and then like swing like a baseball bat. He kind of <laughs> just reacted to somebody being on his back uh, and end up just clobbering the guy in the neck. Um, 
but you're right with one thing though. Every year we seem to have this conversation about player safety. Um, but here's the funny thing: when you talk about player safety, the first thing that comes to mind is head hits. Um, you don't really see yeah. these type of things happen anymore with the with the slashing, and you don't even see as much spearing anymore. Um, I have my opinions on all the new slashing rules. Um, that that have in place. Yeah. I mean, they've 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 uh, you know they've numbed that down quite a bit, and it, it drives me nuts. But I, I think I see this as a bit of a kind of a slap on the wrist since he's a first-time offender and it wasn't like a charging, wasn't like a head hit, nothing like that. It was still, a, you know, an ugly-looking hit. Uh, so what on earth was that? Uh, just carry on. Okay. <laughs> I, I swear, it's always a new ringtone or new oven or something you always get. I swear, we've heard, <laughs> we've heard like everything. <laughs> we've heard like every possible noise that can come out of your house at this point on the podcast. The new oven, who dis? Yeah, new oven, who dis? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it, um, yeah, it was still a bad play. It's two games of the right amount. Not sure. I think the reason for two games happening was just cause he was a first time offender and you know, next time if he does anything stupid, we might see them throw the book, but I'm sure that's what it is. Um, I mean, I, I just, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I mean, we keep saying that over and over and over again with Tom Wilson and it hasn't happened. Tom <laughs> Wilson by itself is a special case. He's, um, He's the guy who's slipping money to the guys in the penalty box every time he gets in there. Like, I, I, yeah, he doesn't make sense. Um, you would think that the NHL would use a guy like him to, uh, be the example of, hey, don't be like this guy because this guy's a dick. Like, yeah. you were like, don't be like this guy or we're going to throw the book. But they still have yet to really throw the book at him. Yeah, he, they, they gave him a pretty lengthy suspension at the beginning for a hit in the preseason. Like yeah, I said I last say, time, which, Jesus. Um, here's the funny thing. It seems like he's still seen as a good player, though, because, I mean, look at the extension the Caps gave him in the offseason. Like, what in the in the world? Uh, he's. I mean, <clears throat> I know it's <clears throat> excuse me, I know it's over-talked about, but he's one of those – like, it, it's over, It's a cliche at this point, but he's one of those players you love to have on your team but don't want to play against kind of no. thing. Um, now, just the other point I kind of want to make to this, and – you know, with what we talked about, um, you know, previously, uh, with the with, with you know, obviously the non-pass interference call uh, in the playoff game, and it just seems like more and more like, like the, the and look, I'll say this: it's a fast game out there for all the sports, and I know I I personally think refs sometimes they're over criticized, but in this game after that play, he got a two-minute penalty for that. Um, it wasn't a, um, uh, you know, you know, even a four-minute, a double minor, or a major. It was a two-minute penalty, and it just seems like more and more like it's just refs are. Look, it's it's a extremely tough job. I'm not taking anything away from that, but how, you know, that's a only a two-minute penalty, and you know, at least he got a suspension for it, but only being two games. Um, you know, I think that's that's pretty rough. Uh, it's the same thing that goes on with the NFL, where there's no clear. Um, it seems like, you know, so the NFL, obviously, we've, we've been critical of this podcast already, uh, just, just how the rules are never clear enough for a referee to make a call. In the NHL's case, it's never clear enough what calls for a suspension and how long that suspension should be, and it's every year. Every year. It's every time, yeah. It's every single time. Like, I, I, I seriously, how is Tom Wilson not even out of the league at this point with the amount of suspensions <laughs> and the amount of just dirty plays that he's had? I'm all for, and I, I hate that my own team ruined this word. I love gritty hockey, all right? But it, it, it there, there's a line, and that guy is just being a goon out there. Um, 
it just it, it's you know you got to watch out for those type of things those type of plays are the same as those head hits that you're trying to get rid of if that would have been him throwing a shoulder into somebody's head he would have been gone for 12 games even if he was yeah. a first offender but a stick is no better a stick is no better I, I, I've, I've taken them trust me they they don't they don't they don't tickle my dude like I mean I just I feel like that's just one of the most vicious high sticks I've seen in a while yeah. and uh and to only get two games out of that is kind of insane to me, but um, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure, unfortunately, we'll have another discussion at some point this year about how a guy should have gotten more because that seems to be the mo of the uh, oh, of the National Hockey ready. League and NHL player safety. But we'll move on um, to. Uh, <laughs> am I surprised by this next topic? No. Um, basically, you know. There is 130, I have the number, 135 college football players are bypassing their final years of college eligibility to go to the NFL draft. Um, out of those 135, I believe uh, 103 are underclassmen. Um, and, you know, uh, now the the NFL is different than the NBA in that, you know, there's the NBA can do the the one and done rule with uh, college basketball. Uh, in college football, that's not the case. You do have to play. Um, you know, you can't just leave your freshman year, or, you know, whatever. But this is a lot of guys, and uh, it seems like you know, more and more, this is kind of the case where they're just they're ready to throw their college education and everything away to go pro. Um, when you know, some of these guys will be like might not get drafted. Um, you know what? I the question I'll ask is: um, Does something? I'll put it this way, and I'll I'll put it to college basketball as well. Do you guys think that there should be um, a rule where you have to play out your whole college eligibility? Um, I know it'll probably never happen, but uh, you know, there's talks in the NBA about increasing the one and done rule. Uh, yeah, the one and done rule. So, like, what's your opinion on that? So, I'm just gonna say this really quickly. Um, I think it. So, okay, so in terms of the NFL, um, so I, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think they should play out their entire um, eligibility because then, then at that point, I just feel like the NCAA is just using them to make you know more money than they already have right um i think i quite honestly i think the nfl um they probably do it better than also i don't know what it is like with the nhl uh in terms of college and whatever i know um but i know with the nfl it's you have to be at the college like whether or not you play you have to be at the college for a minimum of three years mm-hmm. uh so like you can redshirt you know your first two years if you wanted to but then like you know just only play like one full season of football and you'd be eligible for the draft um in the nba though it's obviously um it's you know it's interpreted as one and done where you go to college for one year which is technically incorrect it's you have to be one year removed from high school but it's like you know what else are you gonna do in that time right yeah um i will say the nba i feel like definitely needs to change that one thing I I, th- I thought about, and um, this just uh, specifically for basketball, you guys can bring up some other points, but for um, in basketball for like high school players, in my opinion, like if you want to go get drafted by an NBA t- or like if you want to declare for the NBA draft, 
um, as a high schooler, that's fine, but that shouldn't lose your college eligibility. Um, but if you do choose to go to college, uh, you have to, st you should stay for at least two years. That's my take. Well, I mean, I know there is talks about that. Um, well, I say that, but I feel like there is every year because I know a lot of people are not happy with the one and done rule. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the NFL does it better, but it, it's just to me, like the, you know, Zion's going to go to the draft this year and be the number one pick. Right. And you know, the kid is how old he's going to be. I, I think he's 17 or 18 years old right now. Um, not sure. You know that's 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 pretty crazy to be playing in the in the uh, you know the NBA. Um, I, like I said, I think the 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 NFL does it better. But you know some of the names going to the you know uh, skipping their eligibility. You got uh, Rodney Anderson, uh, the running back from um, Oklahoma. You got Miles Borkin, uh, wide receiver Notre Dame. Um, you know, Marquise Brown, wide receiver. Uh, obviously, Joey Bosa, who will probably be the number one pick. Um, you know, there's a lot of these guys. Rashawn Gary uh, from Michigan. <coughs> you, mean, me. you mean Nick Bosa? Who did I say? Oh, I said you Joey said Bosa. Joey. <laughs> his brother, yeah. Um, yeah, Nick, uh, Nick Bosa. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's – these are – I will agree with one point you said about, you know, the, the – um, NFL and stuff make, or I'm sorry, the NCAA making more money off these guys than they already are because uh, Nick Bosa's a high impact player, and you know a lot of these guys coming out of college are high impact players uh, for their colleges, and you know they're going to do really well at the next level. Um, so I kind of agree with you there because you're kind of holding a guy back when he's ready for the for the next, you know, the next step. Um, but it's just, you know. When I, I see, I'm looking through sports uh, articles for this week's podcast, I'm, you know, 135, that's a lot of players. And like I said, most of the, you know, not all these guys may get drafted. And it's just, uh, it's right. just crazy. Because, because, like, that's 135 undercla underclassmen that have declared. And that doesn't even, um, that doesn't even take into consideration the players that are automatically eligible. Yeah. Right, you know, right. like seniors and stuff. Right. Do we um, do we do we think like something like a developmental league would help with this kind of thing? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, but, but, but th think, I, I of, mean, think of how like the NHL kind of works. Like, like let's you know take Joel Farabee for example. You know, drafted by the Flyers in the Flyers system, but he's still in college playing. Yeah. So we, I, I know, I, I, it might have been like one of our first podcasts or something. We were talking about how the NBA to uh, kind of, you know, we were talking about the alternative to college, and they were going to do, like, the G League where the players would make 100 k um, And, you know, you have uh, <laughs> as much as people probably joke about it and stuff like that, like, uh, you know, uh, LeVar Ball with the league he's doing and stuff like that. So, like, I, I think – yeah, and and I know maybe it's you know a joke or whatever to some people, but look, I mean, people are coming out and making these leagues, and I I, I will agree with Bobby. Like I, I think the NHL does it very well because uh, a player who gets drafted, um, you know, has a couple of different options. If if they are in college still, they can they can get drafted but still play their years at college. Um, if they are a Canadian hockey player who played in the Canadian Hockey League, um, they are eligible to play in the uh, Canadian Hockey League to I believe they're 
20, I want to say, or it's either 20 or like how many years they played. It's something like that. But, you know, it gives them an option. And then even after that, they can go to the, the AHL. Like there's a lot of development. I feel like, especially, you know, with the NFL and NBA, I mean, the NBA have the G League and stuff like that. But the NFL, there is no, um, there's no minor leagues, <laughs> right? Uh, I have an idea. Know. Okay. Let's have the AFL partner with the NFL and be the developmental. I mean, that's like, like, I'm not kidding. Like, there's, like, there's, um, I, I don't want to say reports, but there's ideas, I guess, that the, the NFL may make a league where that's a, the, the case. Like, you know, there's the NFL, you got practice squad, and that's basically it to stay on a roster if you're not on the roster, right? So, right. um, I think something like that may be very beneficial. I I, I think so at least um, because you know these guys uh, if they're if they're not good enough to make the team they're they might go in a loop for a while where they're kind of uh, you know in in a bad state. So um, I don't know. I agree with that. But like I said, it was just it was a crazy number, like 135. That, that's or yeah, 135. That's a lot of players. Um, so I mean that was kind of the first thing I thought, but yeah, like I said, I think uh, I think maybe doing a developmental league, like you said, Bobby. I think that might be honestly that might be a way to go, um, and, and eventually. Uh, but will that happen? I don't know, because <laughs> uh, I feel like the NFL is a little bit stingy with that. But um, our next topic here for our quick picks is. Uh, the NBA and uh, 2K, um, I got to say, out of all the video games out there right now, 2K uh, with the NBA series they, they've had forever now, they might be doing it the best out there. Um, you know, the the things they're doing, um, 2K and NBA have just agreed to a deal estimated at more than $1 billion. Um now I say they're doing everything right because I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but I know we've kind of discussed it as a group where they have the um, I forget what it's called. It's like a it's like associations or something where they have like it's basically like a team play thing uh, where you can get like you know your squad and make a team and stuff like that, and and they have big events all around the country yeah, and stuff like that all around the and world. They're, they're, they're linked to the NBA, so there's a Sixers esports yeah. team, there's a Raptors, every all uh, I don't know how many teams. I don't know if I, I don't think every single one has one, but yeah, I mean I know specifically the Sixers have one, and yeah, it's 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 like you know your typical esport except it's with 2K. Yeah, and uh, I mean esports uh, has gotten over the years. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a big it's a very big thing now, um, and I I always thought 2K. Um, I wish they made the NHL games. Uh, they, I I really like. I mean, they used to make the NHL that, games back in the day. That but. 2K feel is something else, man. It is such a yeah. different game. I always preferred the 2K um, over the EA back in the day, man. 2K uh, 2K10, baby, on the PS2, hooked up to my big uh, like 60 inch so. TV and playing online. Oh god. Days, so I have, so I do have a question. Like, why did they stop uh, doing like NHL 2K? Probably because I, I would have to look this up. Because I remember, I remember one year. It may be 2K11, where it was basically it was a Wii exclusive for some reason. I, it was the I, last ditch. I, I would have to look into it, uh, like Bobby said, but I would imagine it was because EA either, you know, gave them told them to like back off or like you know bought the franchise away from 
them. Um, they were probably know, losing. Partnering with NHL and stuff like that. Yeah, that, I would imagine that EA kind of took over uh, in terms yeah, of, like, losing. I, yeah, because I will say, like, NHL 9, 10, 11, like, those were, like, I feel like some of the best. I, I mean, I, you know, the the thing with, like, the NBA games is I have it, <laughs> and I'm and, and look, online's cool. Like, that that's... I like that stuff, and that's kind of uh, I think that's other people's thing more than me, right? But uh, the the thing that always drew me was the career mode they have. They have you know the cutscenes where uh, you can do um, press conferences, and you know they have the cutscenes where it's it's very cool. And they were ahead, they were ahead of their time for that because they've been doing this for years. Um, I remember like. God, it had to be like NBA 2K12 or maybe even before that they were doing cutscenes and stuff like that. Um, and they've always done a good job. You know, they have their um, – it's not called Ultimate Team, but I, uh, my team, um, they have that over there. And they've always done a good job. I don't know. I, in my opinion, I think, uh, like I said, in, in terms of like a partnership, I think this might be the best one out there. Um, they, they do a great job, and I'm sure they, they make a hell of a lot of money, I'm sure. So – um, you know, this, this deal being, uh, over $1 billion really doesn't surprise me. Um, it, it's, it's, <laughs> excuse me, it's a big figure, but I'm sure these guys will continue to do, um, what they've been doing. And, and, and the NBA is, I, I don't know if it's bigger than the NFL, but the NBA has got to be, if not one, two of the, the biggest leagues and, you know. I think basketball will one day pass the NFL if it hasn't already in terms of popularity. Um, but, like I said, yeah, 2K uh, doing it right there. Um, if we don't have anything else to add with that, we will get on to our uh, big topic. Uh, big topics, I should say, of the week. God, um, God fucking ready. <laughs> Bobby's, <laughs> Bobby's got a strong opinion on this one. So... Uh, if you follow the NHL um, or seen clips at all this year, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes um, have started a tradition um, that after every home win, uh, uh, yeah, every home win, uh, they have what they call, I don't know, is it called the Storm Surge? Is that The Surge uh, or the Storm uh, Surge or something like that, yeah. yeah it's, uh, basically what it is is after they, they win, the players go out on the ice um uh, or stay out on the ice, which, you know, traditionally teens would do, like, a stick salute and then get off the ice. But what they do is they'll uh, do this, like, clap kind of thing with the fans, and then they'll do a celebration. Uh, and, they, and you know, they've been doing it all year, and um, there's definitely some strong opinions out there in the hockey world. Um, a lot of people hate it. I would probably say a lot of people, a lot more people hate it than like it. Um, but... Yeah, it's just something new, and, and like I said, it's brought to this year. So, I'll, I'll let Bobby take over for a second, because I know he has a very strong opinion on this, and uh, give his thoughts. Uh, but yeah, there's, like I said, there's definitely uh, some personalities out there with uh, some strong negative, strong negativity toward this. But yeah, Bobby, go ahead. Uh, um, Alright. <coughs> Alright. So, let me, before I begin... Let's go to my Twitter. So a, a, a post appeared on my... So this has been going on for a while. Brian Burke. 
he has been a big advocate against this whole celebration thing. Fucking twat. <laughs> <laughs> so. Link it back to link so, this back to. I unfortunately don't have the clip because my sound effects board is not working. So I cannot play it, but I will put it in the description. Um, but basically, uh, they uh, it was it was basically him saying I don't like it. I don't like the Kane celebration. I don't like it. I don't care, and it can't be in the game. Something along those lines. Hold on, before you continue, sorry. If anybody doesn't know who Brian Burke is, he's one of the grumpiest people in all of, all of life. Um, I refer you he, back to my previous comment. <laughs> um, he he's always been like that. He used to be the general manager for the Flames and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ah, uh, but yeah, like I said, if you don't know this guy, yeah. he's always been this way. Yeah, he's 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 an old timer, old you know. Everything an has to head. be yeah. It it is. Here's here's where I'm confused with his point, and the the, the I'll I'll be honest, there, there's not a lot of context for this full clip. There's a 25 second clip of them talking about it. This is just a 25 clip uh, second clip that I found on Twitter, and it was posted by uh, Twitter user uh, David Nesco 200. So he he posts this, and me feeling a little bit mouthy that day uh <laughs> proceed to go off and 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 say look there's no reason for anyone to dislike this i truly believe that it's not done during the game and it keeps the fans up and rocking something every team can benefit from so what followed was uh the first reply i got back was from a uh user uh at two gent for you who said <laughs> what's this guy got stuck up his ass i want to fucking crunch his face <laughs> Which and I if to... you don't know who Two Gen for you is, that's our boy. Yeah, that's our boy Zach right here. Uh, I will not be crunching any faces. Do not take that literally. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, just, okay. Um, just want to disclaim that. The 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 next response I got was from a uh, one Carson Roter at Kodo Four Gs, uh, who said, "I actually hate it." My I, by the way, I was getting. I mean, I'm not seven likes may not big to some people, but that's that's more than what I usually get on a tweet. So, uh, so I was getting a little bit of support for it, but then we have some of the, the, the people who were against it definitely replied to me. So one said, uh, I actually hate it myself, each to their own opinion when I see it. Makes me look at League like it's the amateur hour and not as competitive as I like to view it. I'm not against having fun, but this looks ridiculous in my opinion. Disagree if you want, but can't make someone like it. Okay. So which I said, I, at the end of the day, I respect all opinions and I see your point. To me, this is a fresh way for players to be connected to the fans. And like I said, I would hate this if this was done after a goal or something mid-game, but if it's after a win, I do not see the harm. Uh, and I had one more reply uh, from a uh, one Rhymer Holics. Uh, these are both uh, uh, Leafs fans, by the way, uh, according to their Gosh. bios. So... Uh, <laughs> I like this one. As much as a dumbass Berkey is, he is right. This is peewee hockey stuff. He was also right about Leafs shouldn't have signed Nylander to his current contract. Okay, first of all, you're bringing Nylander to this conversation, which is so irrelevant. I, I, <laughs> I, do, I do not even know why you said that, but okay. To my point. I, I My point, why I read that is obviously I'm getting some disagreements and, and there are some people who are supporting in the matter. Here's the way I see it. Right. I I was one, you know, before the NFL legalized, step into the NFL for a second, before the NFL uh, legalized the whole celebration thing and they wouldn't throw a flag every time somebody, you know, would just jump up and down for a minute. Um, I wasn't a big fan of celebrations either because, I mean, to me, it looked exactly like what the Colts did when they were playing the Patriots when they were down like 20-some points and then they got a touchdown and they did like a team celebration in the end zone. Like, to me, that's kind of dumb, right? 
like, like to me, like that. That's where it's like, why, like why? But I, I, I've yeah. kind of grown to like the the celebrations that happen after a touchdown now. And the same goes for this. I think what the Canes are doing is not harming anything. It, it really, I'm all for a competitive, serious game. But what I think is important, like not this isn't just like the fun aspect, like oh they're just having fun. No, here is how I'm looking at it. Right, you have people in those stands who are paying sometimes obscene amount of money to sit and watch you play hockey, right? And especially in hockey, with how with how cookie cutter it is in the NHL, with the responses, like you, you know, we make fun of it all the time. Like, all the NHL players, at every post-game interview is exactly the same thing. Oh, we have to get pucks in deep. Oh, we have yep, to thanks. make the better plays. Yup, thanks. Yeah, all that stuff. We make fun <laughs> of it constantly. It's because it's true. There's no personality to a lot of these players, right? Like, the only thing that we can even possibly gain anything from is either, one, if they're a dirty player like Tom Wilson or Brad Marchand, right? I mean, you see them on the ice chirping the whole time. Or if there's somebody good and fast and, and deaky like McDavid or Crosby. Or... The Sellies. I think the Sellies says more for, for who they are personally than anything else they do on the ice. I really do. And to me, right, you're you're giving the fans a piece of who that team is, right? Who what, who they're watching play on the ice. And it's a connection between the team and the fans I think is severely overlooked. I think this is amazing. Like, And they're not doing it after a loss. And they're not doing it mid-game. Yeah. It's literally, the, it's no, to me, it is no different than putting the sticks up in the air, really. It's just, okay, let's have a little more fun with it. Let's make it different. Let's make it creative. Let's make it unique. I I just don't see a problem here. You want the connection with those type of fans. I, that's just what you want. I don't know why anyone really hate it. I, I get it. It's old school, maybe seen as peewee hockey, whatever. But I, I think you're missing the big thing that this gains when they're doing it. I think it's the connection they have with the fans. People that hate the celebration are old people who hate fun. I, like yeah, and I, I just I, I don't it, it's it's weird for me because I I fought with myself with this for a little while because I was like well I've come to kind of like the NFL celebration so why wouldn't I like the NHL ones you know what I mean like I can't I can't have it both ways and and to me you know I, I you know if you're doing the, the you know the stupid celebrations that we do in NHL like if I see the worm out there like that Brendy does like I'm gonna like want to <laughs> shoot myself yeah the look in the ice or the or the robo <laughs> like no I I I'd probably lose it too but. Eh. To me, to me, they do it. <laughs> to me, they do it the right way. They do it at the right time, and, and I just don't, I just don't personally see a problem with it. I, I, I respect the other people's opinions, and I'm glad I at least got some answers from other people, and I was able to bring that on the show today. But I just, I just don't see what, what, what you're picking at here. I really don't know what yeah. you're hating exactly. So, um, it seems- I will say, I, I will say one thing that I, you're right on one thing. Like, there's a, there's a time and a place for celebrations, like. I, I cannot stand when a team is down fucking, you know, NFL 28 points and they make a play. They, 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 they you know, pick somebody off. It's They're down 28 points. There's two minutes left in the game. They're celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. I cannot stand that. But I love the, it. I, because, I hate it because there's no point in doing it. You lost the game. Uh, but, look, the Carolina Hurricanes, they do it after wins. Like, it's it's all about kind of the time and the place. Um, you don't like so watching – you don't like watching people make a fool out of themselves on national TV. <laughs> I mean, there is that aspect to it, but I, I just think it's 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 really it's really dumb. Here's the thing. There's, now, there's a, oh, just real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but there's yeah. there's there's something to be said, and this is where the 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 other part of it comes in that the celebrations are kind of the new way to pump the team up. To me, you know, and I you know I've 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 you know I haven't played in any organized athletics for a while now, but to me, you know, I make a good play, but we're still down 
you know x amount of points my first thing is yeah yeah okay good we're good now let's now let's take this let's go like we're not done we're we're not finished here yeah. let's keep going i'm not jumping up and down doing the egyptian up on the on the on the field or on the ice you know from from a good goal good interception whatever you know what i mean like that's you know that that's just me i don't know i so being a hockey fan as long as i have i know why this is a problem it it should and well you know zach kind of said it earlier about it being old people uh kind of like this but and I've said this before, a majority of hockey, of, of the upper management of hockey are old white people. Uh, and management, for, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, analysts for that as well. Like, there's a lot of, in there, too. Um, the hockey community has been like this forever. If something new and fun comes in, people hate it. I don't know what it is. It's been like that for the whole, for my whole life. It, it's Or if it's a new rule that, that uh, a new a new thing uh, for example the um the nhl all-star game with the three on three when that got uh you know said that that was going to happen the following year there was so much backlash for it um for i was like, no reason. so excited for that are you kidding me that's the only it, way it, that makes sense the five on five doesn't even mean anything so just let them play three on three which if you sit there and tell me that three on three is not more entertaining than five on five you are out of your freaking mind you really are yeah i it is you put the best players on the ice out there in a three-on-three format where you had all the ice in the world to work with. You cannot say it's not entertaining hockey. Okay, I'm sorry. Go continue. No, Jesus. but but I, but I mean that's what it is. And also, it, you know, all these all these uh, takes with rule changes because, um, you know, and, and I don't know if it has to do with the age of social media, but you know, guys will post on social media an idea of a rule change or something, and guys are attacking. I'm like, no, it's. You know, it's not the way of the game, blah blah blah. Like it, it's been like this for the, it, it, you know, I, I I'm not surprised by this. <laughs> I'm really not. Like I'm not surprised by the backlash because this is what the hockey look, community there's, does. Look, there's not a lot of rules I would want to change. I like like the, the 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 talk that nobody really wants to talk about is the idea of fighting in the game and then removing it. To me, I want fighting in there until the end of time. That's just me, right? Like I get it, I, I get why they're doing it, but to me, eliminating fighting is not the way to go. Like sort of some things I'll be a little bit conservative on in terms of what the rules are in hockey. But to me, let the, let them have a little bit of fun for God's sake. Like and and to me, like I said, this isn't even as much of the fun aspect as it to me is just showing the fans like who who exactly they are, who the guys they're watching on the ice are. Because I mean, at most of the time, because of the wide camera angles and the the seats you may have probably in the nosebleeds, you're just looking at numbers. You're not looking at anybody's yeah. faces. You might as well get a good look at them in the middle of the ice after the game. That's just me. I, and I think um, you know the the NHL uh, YouTube page posts almost every celebration they have after they win, which it's funny in, in itself because you go through the comments and it's just it's toxic. But you um, know they're doing it on purpose because they know they want to piss everybody else off. I yeah, mean, there's no we, it, we talk about this all the time. There's no such thing as bad publicity. So the more they do this and the more interaction they get, YouTubers say this all the time. Whenever a YouTuber uploads a video and they get a ton of dislikes on it, like well. Yeah, cool. You dislike my video, but I still made money off of those engagements, by the way. <laughs> yeah, really. So no, but I, I mean, like, I, 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 the last one they did, um, I've seen this like for sure, but it's been like this before. Like, you look at the fans in the crowd, like they're they're genuinely excited, to, like that, like at the game, like they're they're a part of this thing, and everybody's having fun, and it's just the people on Twitter and the the guys, the announcers and stuff, you know the the Brian Burks of the world um, that are, that had a problem with it. I have no problem with this at all. I think, you know, 
Um, I, I don't know if other teams would necessarily implement something like this because it's kind of the Canes thing at this point. But if another team comes out and does something, maybe not not even necessarily a post-game celebration, but a, another way of interaction with their fans. And if it, people have problems with it, like you're just you're you're just hating at that point. Like it's um it's dumb to me. I I really hate it. I I, I genuinely hate it. Like it, it's um. I swear there's just people that just hate having fun in hockey. Like, they just don't want fun to be a part of the game. They Everything has to be serious. Uh, again, like the cliche. Like, the interview's got to be serious. Like, oh, Bucks and Deep, our te my teammates, uh, you know, a great group of guys in the room. That's an, that's one that's used all the time. You know, there's a great group, group of guys in the room. Um, it's all that bullshit. Like, hockey is so cliche at this point. Like, with all this stuff, like... It's, um, I hate, I, I love hockey, don't get me wrong, but I hate, I, sometimes I hate the ideas of it. I really do. Um, it's these old heads who think, you know, the game should be, still be played without helmets and CTE, CTE isn't a thing. It's all those guys that are saying that the fucking celebrations are bullshit. Um, I, I never liked Brian Burke and will never like him, but this Hashtag is, fuck Brian Burke. <laughs> but, but Let's get it trending, boys. It really, like, he's, he's old, like, you know, and I know I'm kind of going off track here, but uh, they always, uh, one of my favorite things the whole hockey year is the trade uh, trade deadline day. Oh, my God. Uh, Do you know how much fun we had last year? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it, it's one of it's one of the best days in the in the hockey season for me. And um, they had uh, they had almost every year they did this on TSN, which is the basically the Canadian Sports Center. They would bring Brian Park on every year. It was almost a running joke. And uh, and every year he would just be so negative. And this was when obviously he was a GM, and you know he'd be like, yeah, uh, you know he would just be so negative, and he wouldn't answer quite like he was just that stereotypical douchebag of a inter, like a interview um you know i just never liked him but yeah he's kind of been the proponent of this uh, i don't see I, I i i don't see the problem with it i really don't the fans are having fun um it's all about app, uh, you know one of the biggest things for me is atmosphere um unfortunately not i, I shouldn't say unfortunately but you know being um the teams that my favorite teams are not besides the 76ers are not based in this area uh so when i go to games i'm not a part of that that atmosphere and i gotta say i really miss that like uh, atmosphere like an atmosphere of a game can make it like incredible even if the game sucks like i truly b believe that um and and the can celebration it's a great atmosphere in that rink no uh, nobody should have a problem with it but they will because it's it's hockey. what's the difference what's the difference between Something like this, and the, the Chiefs doing the tomahawk chop, or any college team doing the tomahawk chop, or or the Vikings having the the whatever the, what is the, the the what's the clap thing called when the Viking the, thing? Well, that that, that was called? originally that was originally from the Iceland national soccer yeah. team. Um, I don't. It's like skull or something. Yeah. What what the, what the hell is the difference between what they're, they're doing here and like what they're doing? Again, it's two different sports that I'm comparing. But, I mean, the NFL seems to embrace these type of things. Fans seem to embrace these type of things. But I guess it kind of goes back to what you said about it. So the whole white men here in Hockey Town 
you know, sitting over here being like, yeah, no, we can't change the way of the game. It has to be total serious all the time. Run and gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to celebrate winning the Stanley Cup. You know what you should do? Every win the Stanley Cup, you just go back into the locker room and plan the next game four months from now. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I To me, this was just, this is a no-brainer to me at this point in time. Uh, the game's changing. You cannot stop it from changing, and I'm here for it. I, I think it's dumb, like I said, uh, that people hate it, but that's that's just the way of the world. It really is. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I I if if other sports or even other teams in the NHL did something like that, it, like I said, it's all for the fans. At the end of the day, that's what it's for. That's what the, the, the Hurricanes are not doing this for themselves or to get publicity. They're doing it for the fans in the arena. And I don't think any should, anybody should have a problem with it. Um, people are saying, "Oh, it's cringy, it's shadows, blah blah blah." Get over it. Like, it, like, like, you know, talk about growing the game. You, like, you want to grow the game? You know, go kids going to these hockey games, seeing this, and it's a fun thing. <clears throat> like, you can't tell me that it's bad for the game. And and you can't change my mind on that. It's it's it. There's nothing wrong with this. Um, but anyway, um, we'll move on. Um, God, fucking the hockey community gives me headaches sometimes. It's toxic, isn't God. it? It, it is. Toxic. It really is. Um, but we're gonna move on to uh, Brendy's segment. Dude, literally um, any community. Hold on, let me say this real quick before yeah, we move on. Yeah. Any community that has like more than a hundred people gets toxic. Like it's. It, 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 like, like any I know community, I any community, yeah. like you name it, it gets toxic when it grows to have a large amount of people. And and I know I keep saying this, but it really is the way of the world. It's just how things are now. I it, like, oh, I can go on a rant about this. Like the right. just the, Do the age of social media. I'm not doing it now because it'll take a long time. Age, age of social, of social media, media. Yes. Fuck it. Moving on. It, it, it's very toxic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brandy, in case you missed it. This happened just, uh, this actually happened today. Uh, I, I didn't have this story for yesterday, but I am glad that I got it today. And I'm sure you guys have heard, uh, the 2019 Hall of Fame is out for Major League Baseball. I have seen it. Well, I've seen some yep. of the guys I got in, yes. Yep, and uh, and of course, for, what was it, the seventh or eighth straight year, Barry Bonds, and uh, Barry Bonds is not in it. He's close. <laughs> he... Or he's closer. He's close. Closer. He's close, but I w- I would say I would I would have to say you know with uh, with the way his vote has been trending, he's probably not going to get in at least like with his remaining eligibility. Uh, so anyway, the Hall of Fame class of twenty nineteen did have a couple couple notable. Uh, it, it did have a, cu- a couple notable entries. Uh, most importantly, Mariano Rivera becomes the first unanimous Hall of Famer. I uh, yeah I agree with this. I th- he's in my opinion he's the most iconic and probably the best closer in baseball history, um, in my opinion. Yep, um, and he he is he is past um, Ken Griffey Jr. Who I think I think Ken Griffey Jr. was like had the highest percentage before he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just I'm just pulling up the complete results right now. Um, 
it it started out with Mario uh, Mariano Rivera and then Roy Holiday, Edgar Martinez, and Mike Mussina in the top four. And then uh, some other. Can we stop? Can we stop on Sorry. Roy Holiday real quick and just? Well, that, I was just gonna stop on that because uh, you know I'm I'm not a Phillies fan, but being from the Philadelphia area and his time with the Phillies and obviously the tragic events that happened um, a few months ago. It's that, that was a cool one to see for sure. Yeah, I'm happy, happy yeah. for him, man. Never, never forget doc, man. That, that was a tragic day. Very sad day. Me and uh, my roommate, big Phillies fans. And uh, it was just, you know, I just, man, watched him for a long so, time, man. So according to MLB.com, a total of 425 ballots were cast. Um, all, that, those were all the Hall of Fame uh, voters, and, and you need 319 uh, to get in the Hall of Fame, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the four that got in, and there are some pretty notable people. Like I said, Barry Bonds. Also, uh, Roger Clemens did not get in, and a lot of people like to co- um, compare uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens uh, together, saying how they both deserve to be in the Hall because of the, uh, but you know they're not in because the whole steroid thing. Yeah, I I, know. I I hate Roger Roger Clemens. I hate I, he was the the clip I always remember him is uh, Mike Piazza breaks his bat, but he was just swinging. He he broke his bat. It goes to Roger Clemens. He fires the bat back at him, like it was it, like it was Piazza's fault. Like I I've always had a hate for Roger Clemens. I never liked him when he played. So fuck him. <laughs> So, so, uh, so there are some other notable names that uh, were not included. I'm looking at the bottom of the list, and like these are some big names. Uh, the, the very bottom of the list, Andrew Jones. Uh, he only received 32 votes out of 425 for the Hall of Fame. Mm. Now, I will say this Hall of Fame class was like was was really good, um, all things considered. Uh, so like, I can understand, I can understand, you know, maybe this isn't the the year for Andrew Jones. I personally think he de- he deserves. I think he's one of the most underrated players in MLB history. Uh, and you know, obviously, you know, I'm I'm probably biased. <laughs> I was but, gonna say that. <laughs> well, no, well, no. Hear me, hear me out. Like Andrew Jones, he he has the uh, he has the stats to back it up and and the accolades. So I I don't know I I think I think he should get more than thirty two votes out of four hundred twenty five but you know we'll, see, <laughs> we'll we'll but it's only his second year you know he's he's got time to grow that yeah. and yeah. another name another name Sammy Sosa not included I mean it's the same thing it's the steroids it's yep. like but we, I mean we talked about this the other day to him recently but oh, I mean but, that's oh my okay, god we'll, hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on. All right, but the gap between Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds is huge. So Barry Bonds has 251 votes. Sammy Sosa, 36. That's a 200-vote gap almost. And, and I think – but I, but I also think that's because, in my opinion, Barry Bonds was the better player. But they both were in – you know, took – excuse me, took steroids. Um, I – I mean, we we did just talk about this last week, so I'm going to keep this brief. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the opinion that um that these guys should be getting in. Um, but you know, baseball the <laughs> the committee likes, as you said last week. Um, you know, they they're kind of I I would I would almost the say the committee like, is very old school. Yeah, they're they're very anti that steroid era of baseball. And um, I, will these guys ever get in? I don't. 
Personally, they probably won't just because the committee is not going to, you know, not going to change their mind on this. But so um, yeah. w- with Barry Bonds, uh, with with his first year of eligibility, he received about I want to say like, like thirty two or thirty three percent of the vote, something mm-hmm. like that. He's up to fifty nine now, and he's in his. This was his seventh year, so mm-hmm. he's got three more years to get in. You know, is there enough? Do, do you think he would have enough votes, or do you think he could grab enough votes to uh, get to that, I guess, 319 threshold or, you know, whatever it'll be in the future? I, that's a tough call. I personally don't think so. I, I really, I, I just don't see things changing. Um, and also, obviously, there's going to be, uh, I mean, this is an obvious point, but there's going to be more people eligible, uh, you know, coming up. Um, in the, in the coming years, I, I personally don't think he gets in. I, I, and, and, you know, obviously he did take steroids and I mean, technically he wasn't caught. We already know this, but come on now. Um, right. you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, cause like I said, at, at the time it was, it was legal. So, but yeah, I don't think he gets in. All right. And then there's, and then there are just uh, two more, a couple notable people. Kurt Schilling did not get in. Mm, as no. well as uh, Larry Walker, Kurt and, Schilling, and, and another yeah, dickhead, and, <laughs> and uh, Manny Ramirez as well. Third year el- eligibility. Yeah. I think I think Ramirez will will eventually get in. But, yeah, I, th- I think so too, so. but not yet. Yeah. All right. I, um, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to a little bit more of a lighthearted topic. So, just uh, in case you guys, uh, you, I'm sure you guys are Missed familiar it. with the. Uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the uh, popular meat company known as Oscar Mayer. I know where this is going. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Okay. So, so, so every year, a select group of people who submit applications uh, can apply to drive what is known as the Wienermobile. Oh my god. Okay. And all right. And so, so you, so you might be asking, okay. How do I get a job with Oscar Mayer driving as, you know, a, a hot dogger, as they call it? That That's, a hot, you know, not a wiener. Me? Not a wiener, a hot dogger. <laughs> uh, so so how, do, how do you get a job? Well, you just you can simply go to the website and, you know, what are, what are some of the benefits you can, you can get there? Well, you can get a competitive salary, which, by the way, I really hate it when applications say competitive salary. Because it's like, okay, that doesn't answer my question. Uh, you have an opportunity to work in a, in a traveling public relations firm, experience in self-management, and a company car guaranteed to turn heads. Com- I like how they have company car for that. <laughs> That's yep. funny. Um, yep, so, yeah. so I have a couple questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, well, okay, well, let me get to the point. So they, they accept applications uh basically every year and it's a very small select group of people of about like eight or nine people so first of all would you guys be interested in being a hot dogger absolutely question <laughs> <laughs> in my not mind. even a question yes yeah. i would love to drive absolutely. the oscar oscar Mayer mobile if it doesn't have the horn i don't want it dude why would you why would you not want to drive the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile? <laughs> now, Zach, I gotta ask a question, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Does your pride take a hit when you drive that? No. 
<laughs> I knew that was coming. It soars, my dude. <laughs> Alright, uh, I, 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 yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do it. Why not? Alright, and then question number two. Have you guys ever seen the Wienermobile in real life before? No. Yes. Not in real life, no. <laughs> Zach says Where the most enthusiastic, that? yes! <laughs> LeBron James! Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> where, like, where exactly did you say? I, I was going to downtown Atlanta. I don't remember why, and I just saw it on the interstate. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That that's actually that's actually really. Did you cool. did you did you um, ask it for its autograph or like what'd you do? <laughs> yeah, I got out of my car on the interstate <laughs> and asked for an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in, in case you guys are interested, here's the application. Uh, it's it's you know it's a real application. You know you can oh my god either mail it in or send an email. <laughs> I'm filling it out right now. <laughs> so it's, it's it's located in Verona, Wisconsin. So oh my god, me, I hate I hate the first question. Can we can we just sit on this for a second? Hold on a second. I want to I want to look the brief look those out. What I want a what job? job you can oh my god. What want a job you can relish is the first question. Wait, I'll, actually, can I can I can I turn on the voiceover voice request and just read this real quick? I'll be quick. I promise. All right, okay. <clears throat> Do you have an appetite for adventure? A friendly personality and boundless enthusiasm. Do you want to represent the Oscar Mayer brand as a goodwill ambassador through radio and television appearances, newspapers, interviews, grocery store, military visits, and charity functions? If the answer is yes, you, Zach White, can qualify to be an official Oscar Mayer hot dogger. <laughs> I don't know um, who Zach White okay. is. I said yeah, I was about to say. I said you, you Okay. No, you did I not. Did. You said no I did. Way. did not. No, I did. No, I did that time. Against, so against I did. The, no, I made sure this time that I said it. You, but you didn't. I did though. Our next big topic this week or next week. Ken, I do want to be Bobby the Morrison. I <laughs> this time. Last name this right. time, I know I did it right. This time, anyway. Anyway, um, I mean, we Wait, all. Wait, it's only don't one year. A, it's only one year. Wait, what? Yeah, that's that's the point. Yeah, that, applicants can, should have a BA or BS. That's well, yeah, but it, it's so degree degrees in communications, advertisement, journalism. It's like, man, it, like that's that's kind of a select group of people. So I'm like, like, I'm like, well, I, I can't. Do I like that how you shit. don't even have like a, a you don't need like a CDL to drive this thing. You need a, a, a degree in public relations, journalism, or communications. Like not even like a you know yeah, truck driver's I've license. I've driven a truck in my life, but I have a four-year. <laughs> 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 like what? I love this. Okay, everything about this. Is it. Do you even do you even need a driver's license? Also, the last like, question on here not, is does not say required. The last question on here is do you cut the mustard? Well, All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I can apply for this. Do guys. you cut the mustard? <laughs> Excuse me. That's a, <laughs> I'll take my mustard shot chopped, chef. <laughs> um, no, sir. That's not even a good pun. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's go ahead and move on, boys. All right. And uh, we'll finish up the show. Well, we'll have a Zach's track of the week as well. But we're going to finish up the show with, as promised, the, uh, our little Super Bowl preview here and predictions. Let's go! Um, by the way, off topic, uh, you know, I was gonna add this to the uh, to the list this week um, about um, how I think the the NCAA, NCAA uh, poll is like corrupt for the, uh, basketball. Um, but after losing, uh, Michigan 
barely escaped loss, uh, a loss again this week. We just hit a buzzer beater, and of course I missed the game. Thanks, you fucks. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, we're going to move on. Super Bowl preview, Patriots versus Rams. Um, I First thoughts, how can you, how can you better get the against the Patriots at, the, at this point. Can you not? I'm trying to talk and I can't think. Um, That's the point. You don't think to begin uh, with. But the, the opening line for Ooh. this game is Patriots minus two. Um, or they're a two-point favorite, That's I what it say. is? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're a two-point favorite. Um, so, I mean, here we are again. Uh, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl and it's Belichick and Brady and... Um, and on the other side, it's funny because it's Belichick and Brady, you know, Brady being as old as he is and Belichick. And on the other side, you have Sean McVay, who's like, what, 33 or 34? Yeah, I think he turns Poe? 30. I think he turns like 34 today or something. Okay. And then um, Jared Goff, who is a youngin himself. I actually, I don't, I think I read this, like, this is the largest gap between quarterbacks and, like, um, Super Bowl history, I believe, um, which is kind of interesting. But uh, it's... You know, it's the ex- experience versus inexperience. Um, the Patriots have been three here three years in a row, uh, four out of the last six. Um, you know what? I, as I'm talking here, I'm really, really, really surprised Zach hasn't butted in and said something about, like, fuck the Patriots. So, good job, Zach. You're holding yourself back. I mean, I just um, assumed that was the uh, group consensus other than Bobby, who's a fake fan because he lives near Philly. Are you... Bro, oh. 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 no, hold on a second. Now you, yeah, now, oh my God. now you're dead, Donnie. You, you, you listen to me, you sack of shit. You, you've got to clip that, Bob. You sack of shit. <laughs> this is coming from the same dude who doesn't pay attention to the Falcons unless they're in the playoffs. And this is the same dude oh. who was retweeting a bunch I'm, of crap during the Super Bowl uh, and then got their ass handed to him when they were down, when they were up twenty-eight a, to three. I'm a casual fan. I'm a casual fan. You're I've admitted this fan. before. Casual fan casual fan that is putting it that that, hey, that is actually giving you way too much that credit for. that is giving you way too much credit <laughs> god oh Fake my god fan. this shade I, I knew that that was i that was gonna i will tweet out. the picture of me of like two-year-old me in a bledsoe jersey because i remember the sacrifice <laughs> that he gave to give us tom brady um I'm writing this down on my little notepad here. Nowhere in this have I heard that I live in Boston and I deserve to go for the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, but I'm I, you say that, but like I like the Broncos, the the Sharks. Like it's not. Hey, hey Ty, why aren't you defending yeah, you me here? First of all. <laughs> oh oh yeah 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 sure. Yeah, you're wrong uh, for that. You're wrong for that. Go yeah. to the city that you live in. Yeah, but Philadelphia sucks. Why would I do that? I, um, I, I mean, no, Philadelphia doesn't suck. I love where I live. But I just I, I was raised as a Patriots fan. Yeah, the fan. city in general. No, not the city, the team. Yeah, I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear. The teams are good. Oh, Philadelphia sucks, even though our team just won the Super Bowl last year. I I, I didn't mean. I I'm talking about the fans suck. Like they're they're. Well, I'm not getting on this again, <laughs> but they're they're out of control. Uh, yeah, but I I I will say Bobby's been a Patriots fan his whole life. His dad was a Patriots fan. Um. Yeah, the Patriots so. have been in the playoffs every season since Bobby was born. I don't want to hear that You're shit. You're goddamn <laughs> right we were, and we're not done, boy. 
You know what's funny too? Like literally, like right before Bobby was born, the Patriots were god awful. Like it well, was like that's the thing. So that's the thing. If you ask my dad why he became a Patriots fan, because he 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 grew up in, in Southwest Philadelphia, like you know, so he's been in Philly his whole life too. But his whole thing is that he always used to root for the underdog. And back then, yeah. that's exactly what the Patriots were. They sucked. They were terrible. You know, it's, it's funny too because like Brady ended up obviously being the quarterback, and he was a Michigan guy. Is that why your dad likes Michigan? No, is uh, Brady or... no Michigan for the jerseys. And Dude, I've even, been rooting for the think... Warriors since like 2008 <laughs> when they were at the bottom of the league. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Oh, like God. I, I stated. I I remember in eighth grade, I asked my friend. I was not a basketball fan, but I wanted to get into it. I was like, "All right, what team is the worst team in the NBA right now?" He's like, "Right now, it's the Golden State Warriors." He's like, all right, I'm going to stick with him until they win it. And look at him now. <laughs> yeah, times have changed. Jesus Christ. And can you name um, anybody on that team besides Steph Curry and Kevin Durant? No. Nope. <laughs> I, yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, all right. So back back on track here. Uh, Wait, hold on. Go back to the question. <laughs> what question? <laughs> oh, did you cut out or something? The question was, can you name anybody on that team whose name isn't Steph Curry or Kevin Durant? Oh, uh, yeah, Clay Thompson. Okay. Okay. The Marcus, anybody else? Uh, the Marcus Cousins. Okay. Okay, keep going. <laughs> who's your coach? I don't know who the coach is. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Steve Kerr. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I do know who this coach is. My bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put me yeah, on the spot. Right. Put me that's on the right. Spot. You told me the answer. Now I know. You're right. It was Bro, I know who Steve Curry is. He played with Michael Jordan. I'm not a fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God. Okay. Well, he does know that. That's good. Good for uh, him. Yeah, good. You know what? Good for you. Um, anyway, let, let, let's actually do the fucking preview here. Um, so, I don't know, man. Can we just give our scores now? I, I, I'm about ready for it. I mean, uh, I mean, there's not much else to add. I mean, this is the kind of the, like I said, it's the inexperience versus can the we, experience. Can we acknowledge it's a good? It's going to be a good game. Like it's it's. it's oh, yeah. I, I hope. Yeah. I, I mean, you I you hope for that every year. I mean. I mean, it just so happened. It just so happens I'm a Broncos fan, but you know, even if I wasn't a Broncos fan, that year they got blown out in the Super Bowl. Mm. Ha- that that had to be one of the worst Super Bowls. You were ever. at my house. <laughs> I was very upset. Yeah, uh, you. Uh, you know, I'll give you credit though because you held it in for most of the time. I don't know if that was just because we were a family or whatever, but <laughs> uh, you held it in for quite a bit. But as soon as, as soon as the clock hit zero, that hat went flying. Like. It, oh yeah, it was it was it was gone. bad. But then you won Super Bowl Fifty two years two years later. I, that yeah. was a Super no, Bowl I, I switched to what I was written for in the middle of the game because I got mad at Cam Newton. <laughs> That's right. That was well, funny. because I was, no, I, I, like, just, I was high on him, and I, I, then the fumble happened, I, and I was like, okay, yeah, go Broncos, let's go. One thing I'll, uh, that's going to be interesting about this game that I talked about earlier is what's going on with Todd Gurley. Um, you know, he, he did not play much. At, you not play much. I yeah. I, I think, you know, is is he going to be good enough? Because he's their impact player on offense. Um, you know that you get you get the running game going, you get the passing game going. Especially, it has to be the way because it, let me put it to you this way: if if they can't run the ball, Belichick and you know they're going to shut Goff down. Um, and and I said this I said this uh, on the preview. Um, or, I'm sorry, the recap from earlier. Um, 
Belichick and the Patriots has been doing this for years. They, they shut down the top receiver on the other team. In this case, it's Brandon Cooks. And I guarantee, especially with him being an ex-Patriot, by the way, I guarantee they shut him down. Um, I would say three catches maximum. Um, and and that's generous. They will shut him down. But they got to get Gurley going so they can open up the pass game. Um, as for the Patriots, uh, don't change anything. <laughs> I mean, that that's just... Uh, that's just what it is, but um, yeah, let's uh, let's get to our predictions here. Um, I guess we'll start with the, the with the guy with the uh, the horse in the race. Is that is that the right term? Yeah, no, you got it. I think that's that, okay. that, that's good. If it's not exactly how you say it, it still makes sense. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bobby, go ahead. What's your prediction? Uh, he, I I gotta go with the Pats, man. I mean, listen, my my original prediction was Chiefs Rams. I I doubted. You know, a lot. I I saw the flaws on my own team, and I didn't think they were going to be enough to stop Mahomes. Uh, I turned out to be completely wrong about that. It was still a shootout of a game. I'm not going to say the secondary saved everything, but it was a shootout nonetheless, and we ended up coming yeah, out on top. Yeah, the Patriots won because of bullshit overtime rules, but we'll yeah, get well, that well, to that. I I honestly <laughs> am for the overtime rules, but we can save that for another conversation. Absolutely. Uh, yep. So, um, I, I got to go on my pats here, of course. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would expect anything that's me. I, you know, I've been high on Gurley, uh, you know, I think all year. Um, I wasn't high on the Rams, as Tyler has has uh, pointed out to me numerous times over the past couple of days. Uh, <laughs> that I was not high on the Rams, but I was definitely high on Todd Gurley, and as a proud fantasy owner of him in two leagues, uh, yeah, no, he, he paid dividends and boy. then some. He paid dividends and then some. He's scary, dude. I mean, he's he's the guy who's going to cut through this defensive line like butter. So, you know, if he gets shut down or if he's hurt, then the Rams have the biggest uphill battle against them. Brady is Brady as usual. Edelman's still the guy in the middle just catching the most ridiculous, you know, passes that are being thrown to him. Gronk with his new role of kind of being, a, you know, an offensive lineman. And, 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 you know, on top of that, still being able to be the tight end that just will has the hands of, of a god, you know. I just I can't go against them anymore. Um, I'll say this: I got the Pats, and I got them winning 27-17. If Todd Gurley's hurt and is either sidelined or just shut down completely, if Todd Gurley's in it, I got it being close. I got it at 27-24. Zach, how right. you, how, I, I'll let Zach give uh, his prediction. I uh, mean, dude, honestly. Like I score prediction, I don't know, but like honestly, I'd bet on the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Bernie, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say the um, the whole you know being hurt thing definitely um, you know does not help the Rams case at all. Um, I will say you know New England, it, it, it's kind of funny. New England looks like they they are potentially beatable this year, but. Um, but I feel like they always play, you know, they always play that card really well. And like, when you think you can beat them, they end up blowing you out. So, um, so I will, I will say, um, I will say the whole Todd Gurley thing is a factor, like a big, big factor. Um, so I'm going to have, I'm not going to have it as, uh, like not, not blowout, but I'm not going to have it as a 10 point difference like Bobby does. I'm going to. Keep it a little bit closer. I'm gonna say the Patriots are gonna win, 34 to 28. Um, man, uh, I will say this about the Patriots: they play their best football in January and February, and God, it is hard to root against them. Uh, hell. Um, what? Did, did you get hungry and decide to eat your mic there, dude? 
<laughs> what just happened? Uh, anyway, no, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, was that was it that loud? I, yes. I, yeah, bump, yeah. I just bumped my mic against against something. Like I, yes. it, it sounded like you were I think just it was like a big deal. It sounded like you got a fork and knife and started cutting in, about to eat it. Like honestly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Man, I, I, uh, God, it's so hard to, to go against the Patriots. I'm really sorry. I'm gonna be the outlier here. I'm gonna oh, go man. with a team that I predict, and I know I keep saying it, but I did predict the Rams to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. I'm gonna go with them. Fuck you. I'm gonna go with them. Um, 31 to 27. Okay. Um, and, and uh, as a as a Broncos fan, it would be cool to see uh, C.J. Anderson. Oh, how nice would it be to see it. the Patriots lose two years in a row? Oh, uh, I mean, look, Bobby, I love you, and like I, I hate hating the Patriots because you like them, but fuck the Patriots, man. Like I'm so tired. I, I don't take it personally. Really I know. And Tyler, Tyler, I just I just want to say what I remember watching Super Bowl Forty Eight. Don't do it to me, Brundy. No, 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 no. Hear me out. So I was like, okay. You know, this game, it was like, what was it, uh, 15 or 15 to 0, something like that? After, like, the first, like, 5 or whatever. It was early. Yeah, it was 15 to I, I just remember when it became 22 to 0 at halftime, I was like, all right, I'm going to go get some five guys, and I stopped watching. <laughs> you uh, told so, me you went I mean, and missed the commercials, though, man. Uh, yeah, I didn't. For some reason, that year, I was just really uninterested in the NFL, and okay. That might that might just be just have been because of the Falcons, but um, but yeah, I was just I, I was out, you know, completely tuned out of that game. When I I I'll say two things about like or you know, when my team's in the Super Bowl, and but it doesn't affect Bobby because his team's in the Super Bowl every other year. But I don't remember a single commercial for the two years that the Broncos were in the Super Bowl because when they were at commercial, I was just sweating bullets. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I, it was. It was, or, I mean, in the first case of 48, I was just fucking pouting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Super Bowl 50, I wish, man, I was fucking... I wish you guys would have seen me during, you know, Atlanta, New England. Uh, the way my roommate described it, it sounded like uh, I just watched, like, somebody shoot my dog in front of me for a little while. <laughs> like Jesus. Like, it, wow. it, uh, I was just not happy. I had those exact same feelings. I mean, obviously, you know, what happened then happens. Um... It's it, 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 Ty. You you asked me this off air, but uh, you asked me about how is it boring to be a Patriots fan, uh, mm-hmm. just because of how you know eight straight, like almost a decade, and yeah, and my answer to that was no. It's not boring. It's always fun to see the team win. It just it becomes a sense of complacency where. You're not worried about the team being terrible. Like, you know, the Flyers, I have to, you know, pray, say five Hail Marys and seven Our Fathers for them to win a game against the worst <laughs> team in the league. But yeah, Well, this t- this year they are the worst they team are, in the league, they so you are. don't have to worry about you know, it. They have to keep fighting with the Devils for it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it just, it just got complacent. It's something I just never had to worry about. There will come a time where I'm going to have to start worrying about it like everybody else. But when Brady retires. Yep. <laughs> Uh, even if Brady retires, um, until Belichick's gone too, it, when yeah. Bill yeah, dies, yeah, maybe. And, 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 and Bill will still be coaching from the coffin and still be taking over the NFL. Like, well, let's be honest yep. here. Um, it's a sense of complacency, and uh, you know, I'm gonna continue to sit sit on top of uh, you know on the high throne here until the end of that era. 
But, yeah, I just wanted to mention that real quick because it was something that you, you asked off air and I thought was still an interesting kind of question. All right, three votes for the Patriots, one for the Rams. We will see how things play out. Can I? Uh, uh, can exciting I, times. Can I? Can I add one other poll for us, real quick? Okay. Uh, so I mentioned the commercials earlier. I'm a big fan of the Super Bowl commercials every year. I mean, I would hope that if you're paying five million dollars for a 30 second spot, that you got something good. What brand do we think is going to have one of the better commercials, like a funniest or best commercial? What What brand? Who are we thinking? Oh, and any beer commercial. Yeah, but Doritos are always good. Yeah, Doritos ones Doritos are good. Doritos. Always- uh, I, I I would I would have to say like any like Bud commercial probably probably tops. If, the if list. they keep the Bud Knight thing going, I'm all for it already. But the Bud <laughs> uh, was it? It was Budweiser, right? Always used to, they had that sad puppy commercial one year. Yes. About like that, yo, that shit. Stop! Don't do that to me. It, like don't do that to me. What, what is the commercial trying to say there? Drink to forget your dead puppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, ju- you just killed. <laughs> You just, you just took Old Yeller on the back lawn and ended his life. Now you need a nice cold beer to relax yourself with. Introducing Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser, oh. forget your dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm not going to stop laughing at that. Alright, we need to move on because I'm going to start crying at all after in a second. Uh, uh, we're going to end this show You never forget quickly. the noise he made. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> With Zach's track of the week, uh, we will link it in the uh, description of the video, but Zach, go ahead. Uh, this week's track of the week is a electronic funk song called Too Late by Daily Bread. It's like... Daily Bread. <laughs> That's Daily the name Bread. of the artist, man. It's underground That's as fuck. N- no, it's Give funny. us this day. Nine Our Fathers. <laughs> no, but the song is... It's like a combination of, like I said, funk and like modern electronics so it has like just listen to it i don't know how to describe it i i, I so <laughs> I, here's the I thing should, i should say i should say daily bread is also an atlanta native i believe Here, here's the thing though i can't listen to it because i have celiac disease so like i'm just gonna avoid this track altogether okay. yeah the I song is gluten free if i don't see daily gluten free bread in his name yeah like, daily gluten free bread <laughs> <laughs> you're such a fucking nerd you know that all right we're gonna end the show uh, that was a fun one. Uh, glad to have English. everybody back for at least the second part of the uh, episode. Uh, but um, we will end it there. Um, if you want to reach us, as always, be able to put Twitter. Uh, cl- come, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> come I can't play Today, Junior. Today, Junior. And if you liked the video. Please give it a like, subscribe if you enjoyed and have been enjoying our episodes. Uh, and we will see you next week for episode 19 of the Complete Podcast. Peace. Peace.